Good afternoon, because it is 11.52 on Thursday, January 12th. We got our CPI data. Uh, I am going to go over this super quick because the news is out there, but CPI data came in line. Nothing surprising. The market reaction is, we don't know what's going to go on because it came right in line. So is the Fed going to raise rates? Is the Fed going to halt rates? Um, I can guarantee you at the next Fed meeting, it's either going to be a 25 or a 50 point increase. Um, That's essentially where the odds in Vegas are. Uh, And I say Vegas, but it's not really in Vegas. But that's where they think it's going to go. The Fed funds rate is is what's driving this. Uh, The markets are super, super flat today. There are some big movers, uh, which we'll talk about, but it's super, super flat today. There's not a lot to necessarily go over. Um, but I'm going to do my best to try and give you some ideas. One of the questions that came from, um, who was it? I didn't write down, but in our private Facebook group, um, somebody asked about TQQQ and where would you go with TQQQ? Well, TQQQ is, there's a significant differentiation between TQQQ and QQQ. And as an investor versus a trader, you have to know this. Uh, TQQQ trades options in order for it to be triple levered. It's an ultra pro QQQ. So it trades options. It is a decaying asset because it trades assets. It decays in value. It does not invest in the the companies. This is not you holding uh, an actual stock versus QQQ. The way QQQ actually works is it invests in those stocks in the NASDAQ 100. So if you buy QQQ, you're actually investing. If you buy TQQQ, you're trading. So you don't want to hold on to TQQQ. My guidance has always been under 20, buy it. Over 20, sell it. It seems to, over the past, um, I'd say six months or so, uh, well, I shouldn't even say that, over the past month, um, since, well, since October, 20 has been, uh, and I'm showing the chart right now. If I draw this line right at 20, um, let's go to $20 right here. I'm going to try and make it as, as close as possible. It is, there you go. Um, that's 20, that yellow line right there is 20. Tell me that you shouldn't buy under 20 and sell over 20. Now today it's, it's at $19 and 40 cents. It's got confirmation above the nine day. I think you're still good. If you bought in at 16 and you're waiting for it to get to 20 and, and as we get to tomorrow and tomorrow is a big, big earnings day. Remember the banks report tomorrow. Um, there's some other ones that report tomorrow. Taiwan semi reported, uh, this morning or overnight really in Taiwan hours, but Uh, If you're waiting for this to get to 20, tomorrow could be a big mover up or down. Uh, If you've got some profits in this one, I'd probably take it just because I think you're safer. Um, If you're, if you've bought somewhere at like 22 and you're holding it and you're thinking, oh, it's going to come up to 22, I'd probably hold it into tomorrow because, you know, if you're willing to ride it all the way down to 16, it, it might just go back down there. There is a gap between 1830 and 1862. So I will forewarn you um, that any bad news tomorrow may bring that stock back down to 1884 
to $18. Um, that gap will need to be filled at some point in time. And it's just a matter of going down. The 200 day is sitting right at 22. So if you hit 22, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't chance it. I'd probably just take your profits. But there's your kind of look at TQQQ, um, whoever asked me. Um, Gavin asked me to look at AEHR, um, which is Air Test Systems. I don't know anything about this stock. Uh, stock looks, the chart looks amazing. <laughs> um, it's probably getting you in a little late here because let's look at um, some of the fundamentals of this one. Um, they have a PE of 86 right now. Super, super expensive. Uh, performance year to date, we are 12 days in and you are up 40%. Uh, this one seems to have hit some type of uh, uh, wall. Uh, new data center chips could mean massive growth for one tiny semiconductor company. I think this one makes actually equipment for the semiconductor companies. Um, and they've had some a, a pretty good run of late. Um, earnings per share this year expected for 493%. Just realize that PE of 86 is super expensive chart wise. Um, there's no monkeys covering this one. So there's no real price targets. Um, December 1st, the director, Laura Oliphant sold some, but it's like, you know, $93,000, $51,000. The last big sale was the president and CEO, um, Erickson Gain sold um, at $25.90, 1.8 million shares. Um, you're above that price right now. Um, from a chart perspective, the algorithm got you in at $23.21. It's currently gotten you in there. There is a bit of a button hook happening. Uh, if you're in at 23 or below, I would say kind of watch that button hook. If we break that nine day, uh, I think you could be looking at a, a, a lower rate. Now, here's what you have to know. Over a thousand candles, um, the algorithm makes you 1,040%. Uh, buying and holding makes you 1,217%. You had 27 positions within those thousand candles. 44% were wins. Um, your average win is 42%. This is a good example of where my algorithm underperforms in a stock that's in a bull run. Uh, this one is obviously in a huge bull run here, all the way from um, June of last year where it got down to like $7. You're in an enormous bull run. The algorithm is going to underperform, and the reason it's going to underperform is because if you're holding at $7 down here, um, then you've pretty much almost five times your money. Uh, but you haven't quite gotten that with the algorithm. Look, you got you doubled your money here, uh, and then you got out, and then you lost 6% on the next trade. But if you were holding there, you could have probably gotten in for 30%, 40%. So you might, again, when you read these charts, hindsight is twenty twenty, and God, you can't play this perfectly because I guarantee you would have gotten into 1480, and 1480, you would have doubled your money again. So 200% just in that one run. It, this is a super, super volatile stock. Uh, do I think it's continuing? Um, we look and your 52-week high is $29.99. You're 8.22% below that. With that PE, I would be a little bit nervous. I'd probably be getting out of this if it was a trade, but you should have identified this as a trade or an actual own. But Gavin, man, God, if you're in this one, kudos to you and high five. 
Um, it's a great, great, it looks like a great company. I don't know much about how it's run. I don't know much about it. But when you take a look at it, five cents per share earnings back in Q1 of last year. And this year, Q1, they just had their earnings on January 6th. They three times their earnings at 16 cents per share. Now, in the middle of the year, July of last year, they had 23 cents per share uh, earnings. So I, I would probably take a look at the earnings. They're just all over the place. It's a super volatile stock. You can see the MACD on this one. That MACD is super high. And the RSI is at 68. It's got to pull back. It's got to pull back. Those Bollinger Bands are too big. And with this gap down here all the way down at 20, I think if you could get in at $20.97, I think you take it. Even though it's expensive, I think you take it at that point because I do think this one has shown the, the proclivity to uh, end up higher. Um, James tells me he wants me to look at v, VRTV, which is Vertive Corporation. Uh, let's look at this chart. Uh, this chart's ugly with uh, gaps all over the place, but I do like the setup right now. Um, I would have liked the setup if I could have gotten it at 117. Today, it's trading at 125. January 11th, it got in at 117. You've, you've gone up. Um, the gap here is between 109 and 114, but it's below the 200 day. So it's going to be less likely to be a catalyst or, or I'm sorry, a magnet. Um, you are trading at the top of your Bollinger Bands at 125. Um, the 52 week VRTV, let's see. The, you are 21% below your 52 week high, which is 161. Your PE is five. Uh, your forward PE is seven. Your dividend is 2%. I, I, I think I like this stock. I like the setup right now because it's, it's kind of huddling. It's hugging the 200-day. And, and it's shown that every time it crosses the 200-day, it's kind of got almost a run in it. Um, it just came down. I, I think if you were holding this at about 100, I think 125. In my guess, the, these kind of tops up here at 151. I think that could be where you're going in a good market. Uh, would I be upset at you if you, or if you bought this one at about 120 and just kind of held it? No. Um, I think that, you know, again, with that low PE, they're an industrial company, business and equipment and supplies. Um, there's some news on this one. Let's see. And the only insider trading was from March of 2022. And that was um, one of the directors bought 1,600 shares at uh, 126. $202,000 with that small of a company. I don't think it's a bad, bad buy uh, performance. One year you're up 14% in a year where we saw the, uh, the, the, the uh, S and P go down, I think 19% or something. Um, let's look at one year on spy one year on spy. You're down 15%. This one was up 14%. I like it. I like a lot. I like a lot. Uh, KBH is KB Homes, and they announced their earnings. They beat on an average home price. So their average home price was up, which was expected, but they missed on the amount of homes that they sold. Um, their revenue missed, and their guidance was light. This one was hurt uh, in pre-market. Um, it does have a green candle on it um, today in the morning, the morning candle. It's a 1.13%. It opened at 34.49. Uh, it's currently at 34.88, so it's kind of gone up a little bit. 
Again, any market reaction is an overreaction, but prior the prior candle, it was at um it closed at thirty five ninety five. So I think you know again, this one's coming down. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't great. And and we're seeing kind of in the CPI data too that home prices are just they're not doing well. I mean, interest rates are taking effect, uh, and it's hurting, and it's softening the economy. And that's what you've got to look at. Even with all these earnings, they could come out with soft uh, guidance. Taiwan Semiconductor said off to the races. That's why you're seeing it up, what, 8% today? Um, Taiwan Semiconductor is up 7.57% right now. So that's why you're seeing it because they said, hey, we're not going to, we're going to have enough chips for Ford. We're going to have enough chips for uh, GM, which by the way, is not good for Tesla. Uh, Tesla is down 1.83%. It's not able to hold on to those gains. Um, and it's just kind of coming back down to the 115 mark. So KB Holmes wasn't probably my best opportunity, but I don't think you're hurt by holding that one. Because if we look at KBH here, um, from a, a long-term perspective, I think this was just a pullback. So if you got into this one at at, at the price that I, I had kind of said, um, earlier it was a huge run i mean you're, you, the buy in was at 3143 way back in november 10th we didn't have a big uh, a big catalyst on this one i didn't bring it up but if you're following on the algorithm then yeah it's you've had a good run on this even at 34 you're up 10% if we look at the weekly on this one you're just touching the 200 day uh, and you can see regularly other than covid it trades above the 200 day so even if you bought into this one for its earnings, just hold on to it. It's a good company. And I don't think that we're looking at a huge downturn in housing. Uh, I just don't. Um, ones that were up yesterday were some solar stocks. Uh, Sedge, um, Solar Edge, uh, S-E-D-G. I don't know why I put S-D-G-E. S-E-D-G-E. This one is S-E-D-G. This is one that I trade regularly. Um, I, I know I brought this up earlier, uh, 293.21 on January 10th, uh, you're at 306 right now. So you're close to a 10% gain. Uh, it, you just got out with a 25% gain. Uh, the algorithm, here's, a, here's an interesting one. The algorithm loses you 8% on this. Buying and holding for 1,000 candles loses you 8%. Um, you have 31 positions. You win 42% of the time. The average win is 10%. So if you're getting 10% on this, wait until a confirmation is broken, then maybe just take out your 10%. Uh, if you lose on this one, it'll come back. It's a super expensive stock. Uh, let's get that out of the way. Super expensive. The PE is 148. Forward PE is 35. Last year, this was up 18% in one year. Performance year to date, just 12 days in, it's up 6%. So it's super expensive. Another one that I brought up, was uh, Enphase, and this one was up yesterday as well. Enphase, uh, the algorithm has you buying in at 240.20. Currently, it's at 240.03. This one had a good day. Well, I guess it was a couple of days ago, but Enphase is up is is right at 240. You got their earnings coming up on February 7th. This MACD is super super low. It's crossing up. Uh, the RSI is at 35. The problem that you have with this, again, super, super expensive. Um, hold on, let me. Penny, do not yell. Sorry, I'm yelling at my dog. Um, but 
you've got this ascending triangle here on the daily, uh, and you've broken it, and you've come below the 200-day. Every time you've come below the 200-day, you go back above the 200-day. Doesn't mean that this one isn't going to completely fall out. I just don't expect it to. You can see there's a clear volume shelf here at 214. So you still do have quite a bit down if you don't bounce back up. End phase, we can look at the PE. Remember, Solar Edge is at 148, the PE. This one's at 116. So I'd rather see you in this one than Solar Edge. But I think either one, you just hold on until it gets above the 200 day on the weekly. Uh, so I think you're, you're fine on that one. Uh, and did I wake up? I posted something. Did I wake up in 2021? Because AMC uh, went on a roll yesterday. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond went on a roll yesterday. Peloton went on a roll yesterday. Uh, AMC is currently trading at 499. The algorithm uh, had you buy in at 414. It is covering this gap. This gap right here at 521, it covered. Because today's candle, let me see. Today's candle, the high was $5.35. So you've covered that gap. The only other place you have to go is to the 200 day, which is in a downward trending spot. And it's at 704. I wouldn't expect it. The RSI has quickly gotten to over, overbought at 63. Um, so I wouldn't expect continued pop on this one. Bed Bath & Beyond, on the other hand, is just out of control. And I went over on YouTube Live some of the, um, the volume spikes that we saw. Now, the algorithm got you in here at 263. This is simply a short squeeze. This is basically people who shorted the stock trying to get out of the stock and the people who bought the stock not willing to sell. Right now, you're at 413. Today's high was $4.50. So you're down from the highs. The RSI is at 74. This is so overbought. I wouldn't put you into this one. But if you wanted to trade this one and take a chance, eh, buy a couple of shares of it. Uh, again, it might cost you 10 bucks, big deal, but you might have some fun while you're doing it. Uh, Peloton has been on an absolute tear. 872 on January 4th. Um, I personally probably, I, I just, I don't get why this one's going up, but uh, there is a gap here that is in play up to 1314. And it's possible, I mean, in December, you got way up to 13. It's possible this one's going up there. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to. And, and again, you, I, don't, I don't think you're making money on this one. Let me see. Do they have a P? No, they don't have a PE. They're losing money. Year to date, though, year to date, we're 12 days in. This one's up 36%. One year, you're losing 70%. 52-week uh, highs doesn't matter on this one. You just just know that you're losing money. It's in a turnaround. The RSI is at 68. I probably wouldn't get into this one just because it, it's had its run. Um, Pauly. Pauly wants me to look at AE, which is Adam's Resources. Um, something's going on with this one. I don't exactly know, but I told him I would look. And is it too late to get in here? Um, so AE is an uh, oil and gas company. Uh, it's got a 2% dividend. Its PE is 15, forward PE of 10. Year to date, it's up 20%. Uh, one year, it's up 60%. Uh, 52 week high is 48.50. It's trading at 49.20 right now. So I don't exactly know what's going on. Uh, here's what could happen. Help Adams Resources maintain its recent price strength. 
It's a bunch of Zacks. Adams Resources and Energy Inc. enacts participation in singular research best of uncovered conference in San Francisco. I don't know. Uh, it's a micro cap. Sometimes you have this with micro caps. It's, is it too late to get into this? I'd hate to tell you it's too late to get into it. But you've got an ascending triangle. You're trading outside the Bollinger Bands. There's no reason to think that it could go high. But I said that last night when it was trading at 40, 44. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, let's look at the volume though. If we look at the AE volume uh, in um, Active Trader Pro, 10-day volume is at 18,000. Uh, 90-day volume is at 16,000. You're trading at 48.79. It is a micro cap. Realize here what you have. The problem that you have with micro caps is if you get into this and say, for instance, you buy a thousand shares, you want to put $48,000 into this, or you want to put a hundred shares and buy like almost $5,000 of this. Selling that will be difficult because it just doesn't trade that many shares. So selling it will be difficult. Would I rather see you in this one? Um, or like something like CVX, which just had a cross up. I'd rather see you in a, a major oil supplier or even OIH, I think it is. Um, we are looking at OIH, which is the Vanek Oil Services, which has Schlumberger and uh, Halliburton as its main holdings. Uh, it just had a cross up here at 304 back on January 6th. And you're what, five days later and you're at 329, you almost have your 10%. Uh, and I think it's got more room to run. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather see you in uh, a Halliburton, which is a little bit, uh, I think, softer than Schlumberger. Schlumberger has run up a little bit much. But if you wanted to get into Halliburton at 42, 42.60, um, I, you've got all the confirmation in the world. The problem is the RSI is at 73. I don't think it's good to get in here before earnings, but I do tend to think that there's going to be a pop in this. Um, but yeah, AE, something's going on there. I don't know what it is. It's a micro cap, Pauly. Um, it is crazy. I don't, again, the, the, the fact that it's a micro cap scares me. I've been in enough micro caps and have gotten my, um, my ass handed to me on micro caps uh, that I just probably stay out of it. Um, remember when I told you that I thought Delta uh, at 32 was a, probably a good buy and could go to 40? Well, there's one other one um, here. American Airlines. <laughs> we had a buy-in at $12. Um, $12.62 here on December 23rd. And they announced today they are increasing the guidance for their earnings. They pre-announced. They're coming out January 20th. But they said, we're doing so well, we have to let the, the, the street know. And, and it wasn't a minor upgrade either. They doubled their guidance. Essentially, their earnings per share went from like 60, 69, 70 cents up to like $1.40. Um, it's going to report next week. Uh, their stock currently is at 16.29. Let me see in um, what's the percentage today? Because I think it's like five, six, seven percent. It's 6.26%, trading at $16.30. Um, it is not. Super expensive when you look at it. AAL, uh, they're not making money, but you know that's just because airlines never make money. 
but their forward PE is 10. They could announce that they're actually making a profit. Uh, UAL is way up as well. Um, this one is, is up 4% in trading today. Um, and, and we can look at Delta. Um, and the forward PE on UAL, by the way, is 8. Delta's PE is 334. It is super, super expensive. But that's just because these you know, airlines just don't make money. Year to date, it's up 16%. But remember when I told you about, you know, we can you could look at UAL before we get to Delta because I haven't brought UAL or AAL up, but airlines have been doing really well. Look at UAL. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, United Airlines. 3816 on December 30 uh, 23rd. You're at 50. You're at 50. It's a $12 gain um, on a $36 stock. Delta at 32. I, I kind of have, have said, hey, this is a $40 stock in a good market. It's at 38 right now, and, and we had a buy-in at 32, 20%. And your earnings are coming up, I think, tomorrow before the bell because Ed Bastian, who's their CEO, is on, uh, on in the morning on CNBC. But yeah, you've got this. This, this one has been just unbelievable. Um, another one that I wanted to toot my own horn on that I didn't personally buy, but Roblox. I said, you know, Roblox at 26. Um, I think it's got, it's, it's got room to go up to 30, at least to 33. I think you're heading into this $35, uh, 200 day. I think it's going to cross that 200 day. Uh, I think it wants to get to this gap here between 37 and 38. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to get there. And I, I would be surprised if in this run, it actually gets to 35, starting to see the button hook. The MACD is above the oscillator. That RSI is moving down at 68. So I, I, I kind of see this one as having had its run, but do I think that it could get to 45? I mean, it was just at 45 October 28th, and nothing in the world has changed from October till now, uh, other than these guys announced that, hey, we, we have some user uh, loss, but they're seeing users return back. Uh, another one that I talked about that was a great one. Uh, that I should have bought myself, Verizon. Uh, we've talked about Verizon all the way from a $37 price um, on December 21st. It is now at 41. I would not buy into this huge dividend. Uh, dividend was paid on January 9th. Their earnings are coming up next week, January 23rd after the bell. Um, I think they're going to announce some pretty good earnings. I mean, honestly, as long as they don't announce that people aren't paying their bills, I think that's, that's perfect. So let's go over some scans here. Um, scans, uh, one of Tom's favorites, Arch, which is a coal company, uh, which we were looking on YouTube at Arch versus BTU. Uh, Arch has a cross up. Now, it doesn't signal here, uh, but it just got you out with a 5% loss. And the last four trades have been losses. Uh, the algorithm makes you 11% on this over 1,000 candles. Over 1,000 candles, if you were to buy, it would be 168%. Coal has been that good over the past two years, 168%. Um, you have 27 positions, 41% of those are wins over 1,000 candles. So you're almost at a 50-50 chance. Your average win, though, is 9%, 9.99%, so about a 10%. That's what we look for is some volatility. So because these are down uh, and it's under its 200-day, I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes back above its 200-day and gets back to 164 and covers this gap. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. 
Uh, but it did have a cross up. That's one. There's another cross up that I think is just too high. Um, and that's Chevron CVX. Um, it just got you out with a 0.78% gain. So it's not a huge gain at 170. I would rather see this one bought under 170. Um, 177 is, is the price that it's trading at right now. I just think that's too high. Personally, I think that's too high. The, the uh, earnings are coming up on January 26th. I personally own XOM, Exxon, uh, which didn't have a cross up, but has been doing well. Uh, I sold some Exxon at, I think, 110. It's at 113 right now, still has confirmation. I sold it because I needed to take some gains against some losses at the end of the year. I probably should just get back into this one. But CVX had that one. Uh, and the final one that has a cross up is Fiserv, F I S V. And Fiserv, um, do, 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 do. It had, it's a secondary cross up. The cross up here initially was at 100.28. Uh, and this came from, uh, the ARC, the ARC funds. Uh, it does have a PE of 31, so it's expensive. It's technology, uh, information technology services. Fiserv, together with its subsidiaries, provides payment and financial services technology worldwide. The company operates through acceptance, fintech, and payment sectin, uh, segments. The acceptance uh, segment provides point-of-sale merchants acquiring digital commerce services. So Fiserv is a technology company in the payment space. Year to date, it's only up 0.46. Uh, 52-week range, you're close to it. 110 is the 52-week high. And the PE is 31. Forward PE is 13. Um, their earnings are coming up on uh, February 6th. So I saw this one as kind of a middle of the road. It's not your normal ARC fund because it's making money. It's just the PE is a little exp expensive. If I had to pick one stock um, to buy today, um, I, I honest to God, I think it's Enphase, uh, ENPH, which has kind of just gone through this beating. Um, it does have a, a recent cross up at 240.20 as of yesterday. Um, it, I, I just think, I think that MACD is going to come back up. Uh, do I think you could get to 260 on this one? Uh, that might be a bit of a move. 260 is what you'd need to kind of get to almost. Uh, 10%. Um, but I, I do think that end phase is one here. At, uh, I, I think I'd rather see it at 200 um, for you to absolutely 100% buy it. But I think it's clear when it goes under the 200 day, just kind of comes back, just goes back to the 200 day. And I don't think that there's anything in solar technology um, that's going to quote unquote weaken. I think the subsidies that the, um, uh, the government's paying for solar I think those are a boost to this one. So there you go. There is your half hour. I, I didn't think there was going to be a show today, but I got it in. Uh, I am ready to pick up my car here in the next couple of hours. So if you have any questions, I'm going to be on YouTube. Uh, just hit me up on the socials. And remember, there's links down below to buy TrendSpider. If you made it this far, please rate the podcast. Just go up there, hit the five stars. Um, it's, it's like pulling teeth with some of you people. It's so easy to hit the five stars. Uh, I am going to do a video as to how to use, um, this podcast and the YouTube live to try and make money in your trades. I think some of the people who have gotten trends have, have been doing actually really well. 
Um, I think some of the people who watch me on YouTube have, have understood a little bit more about uh, charts, how to read them, how to look at them, uh, how to use the moving averages, how to use the MACD, how to use the RSI. Uh, I'll do a video kind of, okay, how do, if you listen to this in your car, how are you supposed to use this? And how are you supposed to use these dollar amounts? And how are you supposed to understand um, the moving averages? And how should I uh, get out of the car and, and move from listening to, to this to actually getting into investing and, and, and getting into trading? So um, I'm going to do that video. Just realize I'm lazy. Lazy as F. So, um, okay. If you have any questions, hit me up. See ya.